it was always part of the plan to put a brewery in, but for many years it, it was just a plan. It's 100% acquisition of Green Beacon. No, we had a chat with everybody. Anyone would have seen this coming a mile away. It's the passion and the, the dedication to beer and brewing. Oh, yeah. That's super simple and direct question. It's always fun to get to speak about beer. Hi, I'm Brews News Editor Matt Kirkegaard, and that's just what we're here to do, talk about beer. And this week we meet Simone Clements, head brewer at Gage Road's large new waterfront brew pub in Fremantle. In this conversation, we hear how Simone got her start in the brewing industry after starting her working career as an environmental scientist. Simone describes how she came to brewing starting in the laboratory at Gage Roads working as a quality officer, to being encouraged to step into a brewing role, and then her progression to head brewer at Fremantle. It's a great conversation about the rapidly changing brewing industry and the market for beer, as well as the many things Simone has learned in her career to date. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Simone Clements, welcome to Beer as a Conversation. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being had, as they say. And uh, and now we ask we the joy of being at the end of COVID is I get to sit in the new uh, Gage Roads. You know, Fremantle Brewhouse, um, or at least in the offices behind it, um, having just had a beer out, out the front, and get to meet you face to face. So thank you very much for, for having me here. No worries. Very exciting times. It, it, Post-COVID. It, Post-COVID and with a venue open. So look, let's start by um, asking my favourite question. Tell me, who is Simone Clements? Well, um, I guess first and foremost these days I'm a, a brewer. I've been in Perth most of my life. Attempted to move away a couple of times and found myself back here. So, so you're a Perth girl, born, yes. born and raised. I am, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty nice place to live. I reckon, um, nice, nice natural scenery, good weather, um, chilled people. So, yeah, I like it. And okay, so you've tried to move away, but let's go back. Your background: you grew up in Perth. You went to school here. What was the out-of-school ambition? Was it to be a brewer? No, not at all. I was um, keen on biology, uh, so I did biology at uni and had dreams of sort of um, working out in nature, maybe collecting specimens of bugs or plants or something like that. Uh, yeah, so I was pretty pretty into nature from a young age and found myself doing environmental science as a job after uni which was um, a bit of mining work, so not as much of their kind of... So you did an environmental science degree. Was that based on the love of science and nature or...? Uh, so I did biology at oh, uni. biology, okay. Yeah, environmental science uh, as a minor. Right. Um, but then ended up working in that field afterwards. How come you didn't end up out in the uh, sort of doing the collecting that you'd, you'd wanted to do? Um, I think it was a bit of a lack of jobs at the time <laughs> I graduated. I think we were in the, you know, the bit of a downturn, so... Wasn't too much in that field going on. Um, a bit more in the the mine site arena, so kind of contaminated sites, environmental stuff. Um, so you know, at that point, I'd been looking for a job for quite a while and was kind of really stoked to to get that one. So contaminated sites doesn't sound like the sexy job. It doesn't sort of sound like the job that you used to say, "Oh, gonna work on contaminated sites." Yeah, not really. It's kind of something like uh, Aaron Brockovich, you know. <laughs> so you could put a bit of a, a fun spin on it, but um, yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, dusty work out in the Pilbara, um, setting up air monitors and uh, you know digging up soil samples and that kind of thing. 
Um, so it was, it was good fun. It's interesting, and it's something that we'll, we will come to as you know, women in the brewing industry is a, is a bit of a hot topic, but. Working in the mining industry is another very male-dominated industry, but then some of the things like environmental sciences, uh, you do see a lot of the environmental engineers that, that work um, you know, are women. Um, how did you find that experience, particularly as a very young woman, I would imagine, at that stage? Mm, yeah. Um, in the the workplace I was at, it was you know pretty close to a 50-50 mix, which was really nice, but then actually going out to the mine sites, it was definitely quite male dominated because you know you're surrounded by all the the truck drivers mm. and you know all the the people on the mine site so that's um pretty male heavy um but yeah I, you know uh lots of females around in kind of um yeah in the enviro and sort of health and safety as well i found yep. a lot not too bad though i think um yeah i didn't have any bad experiences uh working out there so it's interesting that you say that it was the HR and the environmental side and the mining. It's almost like there was the male roles and then some of the, for want of a better expression, the softer roles. Um, did, was that the case or was that you know, was it a case of it was um, a gradual progression of women into the mining side as well? Um, I think at that time it... Yeah, the um, those as you say, kind of softer professions. I, 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 yeah, it, it's I, it's. I was searching for the right words <laughs> with that, but it's coming from. A, I'll just um, explain that coming from the journalism background. I remember that there, that was always the um, one of the ways it was described was that public relations and marketing roles tended to uh, attract women because they were softer. So it, mm. it, it's it's a phrase that's been used in other industries. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, back in the day, you know, all the, the truck drivers I met were guys. Um, but, you know, in recent years, um, for example, doing a, a training course a little while ago, um, I met lots of mining types and, you know, there were, I met a couple of female truck drivers um, and all sorts of, uh, yeah, different females in different roles. So it was, it was good to see. And I think, um, yeah, it just become more common to see females in all aspects of all kind of industry. And, and was there a barrier or resistance to that, or was it just part of the evolution that, that you were seeing? I think it's just more of an evolution thing. I guess a bit of mindset. You know, when I was um, looking for a career path, I, it never entered my mind to want to become a, you know, like a, a driller or anything like mm. that. Um, but if I had known, you know, maybe some older women who were already in that role, I, you know, I'd probably look at them and see them as role models and think, oh, okay, this is something, you know, it's an option. Do I want to consider this or is it not really interesting for me? So, yeah, I think um, as we progress, just seeing women in those different roles will be, you know, a bit of a, um, a I guess, an inspiration for, for younger women to want to take on different career opportunities if they want to. At what point did you decide that maybe the environmental sciences and the contaminated sites weren't your future? And how did that lead to, I want to go out and become a yeast farmer? Yeah. <laughs> For one of it. <laughs> Good phrase. Um, so I just, uh, I was doing a bit of asbestos monitoring and just became a little bit um, bit anxious about that whole side of things. Um, ah, okay. So, Kind of decided it wasn't for me, really, and and uh, thought, you know, um, 
maybe I would consider something else, um, maybe try and get back into or look for a more biology-oriented type of role. Um, but at that point, I then decided to go travelling and that ended up going for a couple of years. And then uh, coming back, my life sort of took a different course. <laughs> how, how so? Was there anything specific? Like was there any life-changing event or...? A little bit. I, so when I was traveling, I did a couple of um, uh, volunteering stints. Uh, and one was at a winery, and then I did a couple of weeks at a brewery as well. And I thought both of those things were really great fun. Um, and I've always been into food and, you know, nice drinks as well. So I thought something in the, the food or beverage industry could be really cool. Um, so I had that in my mind. Um, and then when I got back to Perth, uh, I saw this, the job come up at Gage, um, which what the um, the first job that I had there was uh, as a quality officer in the lab, mm-hmm. um, and I had some background lab experience and kind of scientific background, so that that really suited um, my background, and that was where my beer career started. So, what was it about the quality? So, did you have you, you had some lab experience day one working at Gage? Did you have you know, did, did, did you know what was expected in terms of beer quality? Were you a beer drinker, you know, for example? I was a beer drinker. I drank Carlton Draft in uni and that was about it. Um, so, and I was a fan of Little Creatures um, and while I was overseas, I got to try beers from around the place, spent mm-hmm. a uh, bit of time in Germany. So I was uh, drinking some awesome German beers there, which is great. And, uh, but yeah, my palate wasn't very refined. I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, I knew that I liked it, you know, um, but didn't know much about it. And that's the interesting thing because, you know, beer quality on one hand is, I like this beer, it's a quality beer, but you're working in it, walking into a lab where quality has a completely different set of parameters. It's got a very different meaning. So did you know what beer quality was in that sense when, when, when you walked into the lab? No, not really, not at all. Um, I've quickly learnt that it takes many different um, components to make a good quality beer. So I was uh, doing sort of quality checks on the, the glassware and the, the crown closures. Okay. Uh, I was doing microbiology testing. I was taking water samples and testing those. So all sorts of things. So yeah, I quickly started to learn what went into making a good beer. And Gage has always been, it, it, it's one of the breweries that has probably incubated more brewing industry professionals than just about anywhere. And we were building a database of where people have done their training. And Gage is certainly one of the bigger um, blobs uh, when, it, when you look at the weight of numbers. Um, how was the training um, when, when they... When, when you started, did they step you through it or were you left to learn very much by yourself? Yeah, I had a good training process. Uh, so I was working in the lab um, with another girl and she trained me up basically and we sort of, after I was trained up, we went to a split shift system. So, yeah, she was very knowledgeable. Uh, my boss was really good as well and, yeah, had a lot of support during that time. So that was really good. And. Was it just an alternative career to the one that you'd looked at? Did you see it as a transition to something else or was it something that you found that this is actually what I enjoy doing? At first, I wasn't convinced that I would be there for a super long amount of time uh, and it was, 
you know, just a job that sounded fun and I would um, have a go and, and see how it went. But then reasonably quickly, um, I fell in love with the beer industry and uh, and decided that I wanted to stay. Why is that? It's just a fun environment, a fun atmosphere, surrounded by people who are really passionate for what they're doing. And, you know, you get to go, go to some great events as well. <laughs> what is it about the brewing industry, do you think, that does that, that, that creates that passion um you know and i come from it there was a time when you know craft beer people debate endlessly what craft beer was and we've moved beyond that but there just seems to be something about the liquid and the industry that inspires passion what do you think drives that i think the industry well brewers especially they're people who really uh, they get involved in learning everything about the liquid um so there's a lot to learn there and people just really get on board with that and try and find out as much as they can a lot of guys you know a lot of people at work in the brewing team are uh, home brewers already so they're just it's a really interesting topic and i think people just want to learn as much as they can about it and were you a home brewer had you ever been a home brewer i had made like a couple of batches or been involved. At uni yeah. for the cheap <laughs> for, for the cheap ethanol? No, surprisingly not. No, <laughs> uh, no my, my partner did, has made a couple of batches of homebrew, so I got slightly involved in that. Um, we have a big mulberry tree at home, so I've made some, uh, some cider. Okay. Uh, which was interesting, and it ended up being like a mixed ferment cider because uh, I just chucked the mulberry straight in there, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I've done a little bit, but not really all that much. Can I ask if it was good or bad homebrew? It was good, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, so you never asked a homebrew. To my palate back in the day, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, the the, uh, the mulberry cider I thought was really good. Um, and the the homebrew, yeah, look, there were probably a few faults with that, but <laughs> yeah. Next ferment, it can go anywhere. Mm, Have yep. you tried to recreate that here now that you've got? No, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> Need a lot of mulberries. <laughs> you yeah. would need a lot of mulberries. Yeah. And mulberries aren't a fruit that lasts very well either. No, no. You'd have to pick them and then hurry them down to the brewery pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, you're working in the lab. You've just started to have this realization that this isn't a bad industry to be part of. At what point did it become that you wanted to actually make the beer? So... After about three years in the lab, I was looking for a new challenge and... You know, I loved the industry, wanted to continue in the industry and thought, you know, brewing is the no-brainer. Um, and the thing that was holding me back was the shift work. Um, so I thought about it for a long time and then um, at the pub one day at a work event, I uh, finally approached the brewing manager after several beverages <laughs> and, uh, and told him I'd be keen to become a brewer. And he was really keen. Um, so, we, you know, we had a, a chat about it. But then the next or the next week at work, um, I went to him and I, was, I said, sorry, no, that was just the, the beer talking. I'm not keen. <laughs> uh, so what, what led you to back out or uh, attempt to back out, I should say? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I just, just the shift work, it was really worrying me. So, you know, it was something I wanted to do. Um, oh, so it's a uh, it's pretty hectic kind of night sh day shift, night shift yeah. schedule. So 12-hour shifts, um, yeah, days and then nights um, on a rotating schedule. So 
Um, yeah, it's it's a tough gig, but um, yeah, eventually, uh, I think it was probably a month after that. I then went back to the brewing manager and said, "Actually, can I can I please be a brewer?" <laughs> <laughs> because for people that are listening at home who are either um, in or outside the industry. Gage is a production brew house, so it's you know not de-glamorizing it anyway. It, 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 it's a factory that works on shifts to get the production out and 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 maximize the equipment. Is that a fair you know is that a fair <laughs> description? You know the, the, the beer is elegant and it's you know, all of those sorts of things, but it is a production facility. Mm, yeah, that yeah. Um, if yeah, anyone who goes to visit it will see it's a huge place. You know. Running sometimes twenty four seven, other times twenty four five, uh, depending on how busy it is. But yeah, it's a it's a big place, running around the clock, pumping out beer. Claire Burnett, um, our senior journalist, who I think you've spoken to um, previously, uh, wrote an article recently looking at um, you know parental leave and uh, uh, parenting in, in in the brewing industry and the challenges that it's a hard physical industry that if we want to be more inclusive needs to look at itself um is is that an element of it that you you know give it, given your experience do you, know, do you have any observations about how the industry can change to be more inclusive yeah it's a tough one um i don't have kids myself um so i haven't had to deal with that sort of thing mm. but um you know some of the brewing team members i do see have got you know young kids even newborns and they're trying to um juggle family life with you know work duties as well and it's it's definitely but even things like even without the parenting side of it i was listening to a podcast recently um where melissa cole the english uh beer writer was saying that you know there is a certain machismo involved in blokes lifting you know heavy kegs and things like that that's almost like the 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 thing that they have to do that isn't good for them um, and, and their bodies, but then certainly it, it, it has been something that I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, stops the industry being more inclusive. Is, is I mean, is that an element that, that you found? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I, I know a few brewers around that um, are, you know, pretty keen on their health and safety. Mm. And when someone speaks out and says, you know, this is – not good for my back uh it kind of encourages or allows other people around them who might be feeling the same way to agree with them and maybe speak up yeah um, well so. I mean, I'm, I'm not built to sling 25 kilo bags of malt <laughs> you know around a brew house so it's it's not mm. you know it, it's not even a necessarily a gender thing and you, you do hear a lot of older brewers talking about they're glad that they're not on the tools anymore mm. which seems that we're lo- losing a lot of experience mm. um if the industry doesn't change yeah yep it's definitely it's definitely a tough job uh, yeah. physically tough at times um yeah and uh yeah it's a, i think it's a bit of an ongoing challenge as to how to fix that <laughs> okay so anyway we, we've completely gone down a bit of a rabbit hole there but you were talking about so you approached uh, the, the the brewing uh, manager and mm. after a few bevies had uh, yeah. suggested that you might want to do it then you backed out and then how did you did you change your mind or was your mind assisted to be changed? No, it was all me and, you know, it was what I really wanted to do yep. and I just had these reservations and, um, you know, eventually it just took me a while to overcome them and uh, and actually do what I wanted to do. 
but I got there in the end. And and, and what changed your mind? How, how did you, you know, was it just, well, I've got, this is something I've got to do if I want to do what I want to do? Yeah, it just kept popping up in my, in my brain. Um, you know, just makes sense to go and do it. Like it's something you want to do. It's, um, it would be, you know, a great like skill to learn if you want to stay in the industry. It makes sense to have a go and, and, uh, yeah, just, just persistence of my brain got me there. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have a good idea of what brewing involved um, by that stage? Because you, you'd seen it up close and you knew what it was. Yeah, I had a reasonable idea. Um, you know, I had lots of interactions with the brewing team and kind of saw them running around all over the place. So I knew it was going to be tough, um, physically demanding and, yeah. and all of that. I uh, didn't really have an idea of, you know, how all the equipment was uh, going to be run or, you know, kind of how to run a shift and all that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, there was, um, there was definitely a lot to learn for sure at the start. What was it about brewing that captivated you when, when, when you did see it um, from, from the you know, uh, quality lab? Um, yeah, just, you know, being involved kind of from start to finish, um, you know, the, the work production and seeing it all the way through and learning about, you know, different effects that, um, you know, the production has on the, the final product. So just um, really getting in and, and learning how to do it all. Did your interest in biology and science when you were younger, was there an overlap there or was there something about, you know, the, the way we're all wired to have interests? Was was that part of it, that it was essentially a giant science experiment in a way? Um, I don't think the two were really linked. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a happy accident. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so it's not I've got these skills and these mm. will apply here. It was something else about brewing. No, it was, yeah, it was more about just the, the beer itself, I guess. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it was not really at any point was I like, oh, I've uh, done biology. That'll fit well with a brewing career. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah just, just a bit of an accident. Did it help though? Because I, I, I'm a humanities student. I deal in words, and science isn't my second or even third language. Um, but I, 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 it's so it's harder for me to come to some of those understandings. Was it was it a help to you to have that background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in many ways. Uh, so with um, yeast wrangling, as you, you said before, uh, so, you know, we use a microscope to check yeast health and do all sorts of tests. And that were, you know, very similar to things I was doing at uni. Um, just general use of the, um, the lab equipment, uh, kind of used similar things to all of that stuff before. So, yeah, it was definitely a good stepping stone. When you started, where did you start? So what, what, what's the starting brewer do at Gage Roads? I started off in filtration. So we've got three general areas. So there's filtration, there's work production, so actually on the brew kit, and then there's cellaring. Mm. Um, so generally you'll either start off um, in one of those areas. Um, so I started off in filtration and focused on that for quite a while and then um, and then picked up a bit of the cellaring stuff on the, along the way and then uh, eventually did some work production. And did you have a favourite? Like, did you learn different things at, at each stage or is it all part of the same brewing er, er, element but just with different day-to-day tasks? Uh, it's pretty different. Um, and I think whatever you start doing first is going to be the most intense and scary. 
I mean, it's a huge factory, as you've said, and um, there's a whole software. Uh, 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 you, you say that as if I've sort of demeaned it, but no, it's no, just, no. just kind of <laughs> trying to capture that it's that there is this romance about brewing. But at the end of the day, it's a you're making widgets, and the widget happens to be beer mm. or, or alcohol. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So big, big place. Uh, lots of software to learn. So that's a real, um, that's a big step, uh, just getting your head around the software. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, just all the different bits of machinery and their various quirks. Um, so, yeah, the, the work production side is um, a bit more streamlined. You're doing the same thing every day, whereas the filtration side, it's there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, so, yeah, involving different bits of uh, plant all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, the filtration side's a bit more challenging and, and brewing, you're just kind of like steadily knocking beers out, which is, <laughs> it, it is good fun. It is funny that you say that about work production because Anthony Bourdain, who's, who wrote a lot about chefing and things like that, he's sort of talked about the passionate home chef who or the home cook who spends a week planning a menu for his guests and or his, his or her guests and um, you know spends hours shopping and cooks and never has to worry about time and budgets or things like that and has his signature dish and it's great until you have to knock 200 cot covers a night of mm. the same dish out and they've all got to be the same and it completely changes your relationship with the thing that you're making mm. um, and, and that's what wort production is like it's got to be the same every time mm. I'd, I'd imagine absolutely and someone has asked me in the past you know what's your favorite beer to make and I think my answer was like you know just a lager that doesn't have any dry hops uh, it's just <laughs> easy you kind of it, you know it doesn't give you any challenges when, through processing so why is that because it doesn't give you the challenges you, there's fewer variables that you can't control or you need to yeah, guess yeah yeah less chance for things to block up or you know various <laughs> kind of dry hopping machines to break down that sort of thing <laughs> that's it, it, it's that's an interesting observation because you know craft brewing was always about the art of making beer and you know the, these creatives who you know wearing their berets and sort of saying we're going to do something different every time but mm. it, it sounds like <laughs> when you're actually doing it it that's hard being creative and doing something has has challenges whereas it's you know mm. yeah and it's not to say that i don't really like making it you know triple dry hopped sour ipa or something like that um but it it uh yeah it just gives you more challenges at times now, feel free to say no to, to this question because I'm, I'm asking for, because I'm just trying to sort of picture where you are in, in your career. Can I ask how old you are now? Yep, I'm 34. Oh, you're 34. Okay. So when did you start at Gage? Uh, 2014, I believe. Okay, so eight years ago. So you were yep. 26? Yep, sounds about right. Around uh, about 26. <laughs> okay. So uh, and this helps me phrase any pop culture references I might throw into. Because yep, you're not going to know any of my music. <laughs> um, and I probably won't know yours. Okay, so you, you, you've been working for eight years. And in the last 12 months, you've been appointed the head brewer here um, at, at the, the new brewery uh, down on the dock or what, um, what, what do we call? Oh, I'd call it A-Shed. Um, A-Shed. Yeah, yep. the, the port. The, the port. Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> all of the ships out, it looks like a dock to me. Yeah, all good. Um, so did you have a uh, an established position at the production facility before this opened up? 
Yeah, so um, was in the brewing team for three, I think three and a half years before sort of been appointed as the A-shed head brewer and then got maybe six months um, to sort of plan for this place. So kind of, um, you know, purchasing equipment and uh, looking at tank designs and all that kind of thing. Uh, and then when we started... So you were responsible for all of that? Uh, I was or you, you were part involved of a team. In the process, yeah, 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 I was involved, yeah. And then when we started works to build this place, I was down here helping out on the forklift, moving tanks around and all sorts of things. So, yeah. Where do you get the skills for that? Uh, because that's not too many brewers get to build new breweries during their career because mm. of the, the the nature of the industry and the cost involved. Yeah, on the job training. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so just, uh, you know, kind of my own research and getting help from the, the project manager and, uh, yeah, basically just learning as I go. Is it something you'd want to do again? I I think I would. It was, I mean, it's been stressful, um, but I think if I had another go, I'd know how to do it a bit better um, and probably be more helpful and and uh, yeah, know what I was doing a bit more. I had the same experience with renovating a house. Yeah. You know, it's part of like I've learned all of these things. I'd love to be able to use again, but mm. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> was that your experience? Uh Probably, um, maybe uh, my experience was a bit more positive. I'll, de- I'll, okay. I'll definitely have another go. <laughs> okay. So, so tell us about a shed. Um, it, it's it's a big um, former warehouse, or it, it's it's a yeah. It's been um, been kind of storage and warehouse. Yep. It was originally a a railway station. Um, right back in the day. Right. Okay. Yeah. As part of the the freight mm. for the Fremantle. Docks. Yeah. Um, yep. That's okay. right. Yep. And we're right on the water. In terms of being the lead brewer here, or the the, the head brewer, head brewer, head, yeah. head brewer. Mm. Um, instead of being in the being the head brewer down here, do you have different considerations for the beers that you create here than you would in the gauge road production facility? Yeah, I've been trying to uh, make. A bit of a range of beers, um, so you know something for the person who wants to come in and have a bit of a higher alcohol, you know, heaps of hops kind of beer. Uh, been making some sours, uh, doing a few which I'm having now. Well. Having a cucumber sour now. Great, fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just just trying out some different techniques and and different styles um, that we wouldn't be able to make all that often up the road. So. But at the same time, it's not a small little brew pub that you've you've got downstairs. Talk us through the the, the kit and the size. So it's a twenty five hectolitre brew kit, mm-hmm. and we've got six fermenters, which are all five thousand litres each, and then um, ten right tanks, which are all serving tanks, uh, and they're also five thousand litres each. So and quite everything a lot. brewed on site is consumed on site, or do yeah. you? It's a, so there's no packaging; it's all for here. Yeah, that's right. Yep, we may get a kegger in one day, but at the moment, it's just for just for the venue. So, from a brewer's point of view, do you sit down and say, "Well, this is what is selling well; this is what I'll make," or do you say, "This is what I want to make; this is what the trends are," or you know, "This is just what I feel like making"? Uh, a bit of all of the above, really. Okay. Um, I've been doing a bit of 
experimentation for um, you know things we may one day want to try out uh, at the at Palmyra, um, the main factory. Um, so it is a bit of an R and D facility for, for for the bigger brewery. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that going on. Yep. Um, so yeah, get some got some uh, experimental hops and trying those out, see how they go, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, I think if I wanted to make a English brown ale with raspberries in it and you know, pudding or something one day, then <laughs> I don't think anyone would be too upset if I went ahead and did that. Is that? It sounds like there's some thought behind that one, unless you're just very randomly. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe not the pudding bit. Okay. What is the the the, the crowd here? Because it you know it, it's on the water, very tourist um, focused venue. Do you stand on the brew deck and look at the people who are out there and sort of think, what do they want? Um, a little bit, yeah. I think people are keen to try new things. You know, if they they come in, they want to, you know, maybe try a couple of beers and then end up having a single fin. But then going on to, you know, maybe next time they come down, they'll have a a pint of sour or something like that potentially. Yeah, but yeah, definitely, I definitely look at the sales, see what's selling well, and if something is doing really well, I'll make that one again. When you started here, and it was a, a clean slate, the venue hadn't been opened, and you'd come from the Palmyra, um, Palmyra um, venue where you were producing much bigger um, volumes. What was your learning process to take over the? kit down here and start thinking did did you have guidance from some of the other brewers or uh i definitely sought out input from them um but uh, yeah it was i was fairly free to you know just have a play around and and chuck in whatever i felt like um but yeah there was uh yep i definitely asked people for help and their opinions and what do you think of this and that what have you learned uh, I have learned a lot about many things. Um, so a lot apart from actually brewing, uh, all sorts of sort of purchasing, equipment repair, um, everything about, you know, different chemicals and dealing with suppliers, um, hosting tour groups, uh, all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's been a massive learning curve. When you're working as part of a bigger organisation that's got some very experienced people um, and resources, I guess that's a little bit easier. You've got that support. But if, if this had been your venue that you'd financed, um, you know, maybe with a couple of friends, what would that the experience have been like then? What would have been the difference in the experience, do you think? It's definitely great having the support of, you know, a full maintenance team up the road. Um, you know, even if I'm trying not to call them down, at least it's just someone to, you know, call on the phone and ask advice. Uh, yeah, so that's been really good. I think, um, you know, if you're just doing it on your own with a few friends, you'd probably be reaching out to your, your network, I guess, if you hopefully you do have a network in the beer industry um, and just be asking people, oh, have you ever had this problem come up before what did you do uh so yeah it's definitely just good to have a network um yeah wherever you can <laughs> have you done any study um in the brewing side yeah i've done my uh gcb so general certificate in brewing from mm-hmm. the institute of brewing and distilling yep. and i have done module one and two of the diploma as well okay still to do the third one and and that's been helpful that has been really good yep yeah it's um 
yeah, very uh, on topic, as you'd expect. <laughs> so in terms of coming from the science background, are, are you pleased you made the move into brewing? You, you overcame that avoidance of shift work and things? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's been a real good time. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, it's, been, it's been tough, but really good. Definitely worthwhile. And what's the career plan? Where is your future in the industry, do you think? I'm just really interested in uh, just always kind of learning new things and being engaged. If I start to get bored in the same role, then kind of lose interest pretty quickly. Um, so I guess that's more of a focus for me than, you know, becoming CEO of, you know, Gage Roads or whatever. <laughs> Aaron will be pleased to yeah, hear that. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about beer and styles then. Over, over my career in the industry, there have been so many new styles created. Where do you think beer is going? You know, what what in a venue like this, we've got that extra bit of flexibility. What are the styles that are coming through and what are the styles that excite you? So I, I feel like at the moment there are a lot of interesting slash weird beers around and I good or bad thing yeah I look good for the creativity that's always good um, but I think that you know some of those beers sometimes don't taste very good but I think um, you know maybe as people do them more and more yep. the, the quality will rise and then we'll have some crazy crazy beers with all sorts of ingredients that'll be like really good all the time um, so yeah ho- hopefully the the quality will improve there but I think um, people, you know, might get sick of that and there'll be a bit of a return to more classic styles, which is maybe where I'm sitting at the moment. Like, I, I'm definitely... We should have got you. We're doing a panel at the West Australian Brewers Conference tomorrow talking about exactly that. Mm. So maybe we should have got you on the panel. Yeah. So what's... Carlton Draft was your uni beer. Yep. <laughs> then Germany and you, you sort of had the, the, the European beers. What are the beers that you enjoy now? Like what are your go-to knockoff drinking for the pure pleasure of drinking beer? I like all sorts of beers and I guess, um, you know, going into winter, I'm getting into the dark beers a little bit. Um, dark lagers, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stouts, all that kind of thing. Um yeah, definitely keen on multi beers. Um, I think they're a bit underrated at the moment. You know, everyone's still on riding the hop craze a little bit, which is you know great. I love hops. Um, yeah, but the malt is a bit underrated. I feel. Yeah, and then in summer sours, fantastic, just easy drinking lagers. Um, you know, I I really enjoy mid strengths as well, so mm-hmm. I can have a few and not get too out of control. It's good. <laughs> and when you've got to work the next day, yep, it, yep. it's a challenging industry. Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned sours because sours, I mean, they are and they aren't a classic style in in a way. They've been with us for a long time, but the modern brew pub sour mm. is a riff on some of those, those classics. Um, but to me, it seems to be the sort of, beer style that does have a little bit of legs because it does tend to have the lower alcohol um it doesn't have the bitterness that some people don't like in beer it's got some a little bit of fruit broadens the appeal to a wider audience it just seems to be one of those ones that will have a bit of sustainability or a little bit of longevity to it more so than some of the hot the the, the really fashionable beer styles Mm. yeah i think they're just uh you know can be really easy drinking and um i've 
you know, been chatting with a bunch of the bar staff here who, you know, might not necessarily be into beer, but they'll mm. like all the sales that have come out. So, yeah, I think, it, yeah, like you say, just uh, appeals to a bit of a wider audience. Um, they're just good fun as well. But when you and, and when you start drinking a, a beer like this, so the, the the cucumber sour that what was the ABV on this? Four percent. Four percent. So mm. it's it's not a really low um, ABV, but it's got a lovely. It's almost a maritime like the the the, the, the cucumber comes through as almost like a. I don't know. It's a very coastal feel. Ooh, and, oh, it's inspired by the surroundings. Well, I was going to say maybe <laughs> it's a, a little bit of suggestion because of of where we are. But when you start drinking a, a beer like this, you do start seeing the lines between, say, some of the seltzers. Um, you know, for example, not being critical or anything, but there is a bit of a continuum of flavors. Do you think that there is the start of beer becoming less? This is beer. This is wine. This is RTDs. This is seltzer. You know, that we are starting to see a little bit more of a blurring of the lines between different drinks. Yeah, I reckon that that could be a thing with the um the the natty wines as well, which mm. you know seem more well similar to a sour than to some wines that I've tried. Um, yeah, and I've seen a bunch of kind of hybrid beers, you know, kind of made with grapes or something like yeah. that. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of blurring of the lines going on. Does that excite you? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> not you're not inspired by it, you're not enthusiastic. You you just. No, I, I do think it's a, an interesting area to explore. Um, yeah, maybe even with yeast, like maybe some kind of uh, use of wine yeast in beer could be mm-hmm. a, something interesting to look into. Are you still, you know, in, inspired by the career that you've ended up uh, in? Yeah, for sure. And learning a new brew kit, you know, you kind of, you're forced to, helps you become a better brewer I guess because you know you're trying to figure out the kit and you know learning whether a little tweak here or there has a, a big impact on the final beer so yeah it's just um just always a big learning curve which is really interesting last question um as we come up to time is there one beer that you haven't yet made the white whale yeah, I'm sure there are plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nothing's burning away. Uh, I'd like to do a dark sour. I think that would be very cool. Dark sour, okay. Mm, yeah, maybe some kind of barrel-aged situation there. So like a Flanders red style? Yeah, something like that or a, like a brown. Okay. Mm, yep. Yep, I think maybe that'll be in the future. So what's your advice to anybody that's listening that is thinking of a career in the industry? Maybe they're in environmental science or maybe they're in computer programming or anything else, should they throw their hat in? Yeah, absolutely. They should know that it'll be hard work but really, really good fun. Um, and, you know, as a, a first point, I guess, education's always good, so enrolling in the, the general certificate um, and then probably just pestering their local brewery to, you know, give them a maybe a volunteer job scrubbing floors for a while or something like that, just to get the foot in the door. Anything you would change about your career? It's been pretty good so far. Maybe <laughs> just slightly less hectic would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what we'll be able to do about that, but uh, we'll wait and see. Simone Clements, thank you very much for having this conversation about beer and congratulations on the beers you're making as well. They, it's... It, 
you can never know whether it's a bintang effect, as I like to call it, the sitting in the place that makes the beer, that makes the beers taste uh, pretty good. But it, what a venue. And uh, congratulations on the beers. Thank you very much. And that was Simone Clements. If you're a listener, don't forget you can join the conversation on the best discussion group on the internet, the Radio Brews News Facebook group. Maybe I should just say the best beer discussion group on the internet. To join our Facebook group, just search for Radio Brews News and use the password Soapbox. If you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out by sponsoring the show, or if you're a brewery, even taking a subscription to the website. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcasting service, and that really does help. Or you can email us at producer at brewsnews.com.au to share your thoughts. Listener.